Hello and welcome to Inside Job with V and Pam. We're here to share and discuss ways that we've found joy, meaning, self-love, and purpose in our life journeys. Though our lives have unique trajectories and we all have our own experiences, one truth remains constant. Change is an inside job. Our wish is to share at least one spark that lights your inner flame, helping illuminate what's true for you so that you can find your next right steps. Hello, my friends. This is Virginia. Before we head into today's podcast, I want to let you know about a few offers from V. Labasi Transformational Coaching. The first is a three-card oracle reading. This is a half-hour session that I'm offering free of charge. The second is a half-hour coaching session, also at no cost, if you're curious about the process and want to try it out. And the third is a new group program, Reclaim Your Power, that begins May 1st. For more information, you'll find the links to all three of these in the show notes. Get a spot for yourself, and be sure to share this with someone you know who might also be interested. And as always, thank you so much for your support. Let's go listen to the podcast. This is episode 52. In today's podcast, V and Pam dive a little deeper into our discussion about navigating a crisis. What does it take to keep going rather than crumble when a situation feels like it's just too much? It starts with recognizing what we can control and more importantly, what is beyond our control. We talk about triaging, deciding what is absolutely needed in the present moment, and letting go of everything else. We share the benefits of leaning on daily practices, which can be both a soft landing place and a solid foundation in uncertain and challenging times of life. And ultimately, we come around to two clear questions. What do I need and what can I handle? Hi, Pam. Hi, Virginia. So good to see you today. Thank you. It is so good to see you and so good to be seen. I heard a lot in that heavy sigh. How are things? (laughs) Yeah, I, well, seeing you, feeling your presence, it, I really just knew I could take that heavy sigh. Mm. Um, And I'm breathing in now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just slowing down, uh, slowing down because we're meeting and connecting and I just feel safe and loved and all the things. So yeah, I am, I am doing okay. Pr- presently, this, this exact moment, I'm a bit tired um, just from a lot that's been going on. And I had a massage last night, which I have not done in years, way, way, way before the pandemic. It was, I mean, it's probably been 10 years. So um I, I, uh, I'm, I'm tired in that oh so good way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So, but really happy to be here too. Excellent. Let's take uh, a breath together. Yeah. You ready? Mm -hmm. (sighs) That was great. Let's take one more. Yeah. 
Last one. Because you know, for me, three is a magic number. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and it just felt so good. That mm-hmm. that another way to slow down. Yeah, so, yeah. It just yeah. what it feels like is I woke up very <clears throat> wonderfully tired that way because of getting a massage and just I feel like there's been a big release with some of the things I've been carrying, mm-hmm. and so. Um, and so I need to go at my pace today. I just need to slow down and not mm. just because I've jumped out of bed and I'm, um, you know, starting my day. It doesn't mean I have to go at full speed. So, Correct. Yeah. That's a beautiful gift to give to yourself. And it's got me thinking about, it's got me thinking about a lot of things. It's got me thinking about continuing our discussion from last week. Yeah. It's got me thinking about uh, practice. It's got me thinking about ways that we can create space for ourselves, even when it feels like there's no space to be found. Oh, yeah. You want to dive in? I think we should. I think we should. Where do you want to start? Well, let's hold hands and we'll jump together. Okay. <laughs> Three, two, one. Woohoo! <laughs> so, um, Last week, we talked about navigating crisis and how we take care of ourselves and how we, we didn't really talk so much about self-care, we touched on it, but we talked more about taking responsibility and how we navigate crisis um, coming from that, I'm going to say leadership position because I feel like every time I've taken responsibility of something that was quickly falling apart before my eyes, I have taken the role of, here's what's happening now. Is there someone to delegate that to? If so, delegate. If not, what's the priority? And that requires stepping into that role of decision, right? Sometimes immediately. (laughs) There's a flood in the kitchen. Okay, step one, stop the flood. Step two, what the hell just happened? (laughs) Let's figure it out from there. But there's always a priority step. And in order to take that first step, especially in a crisis, that's where we kind of find out what we're made of, right? Um, And in any situation, whether it's a stress-filled work week, whether it's negotiating Uh, a confrontation or mediating difficulty between other people or taking charge in a crisis. We can do whatever we do initially, kind of on adrenaline. But then there comes a point, especially if it's ongoing, where we have to either continue to navigate I guess we don't have to. There comes a point where we either continue navigating or everything starts to fall apart again. And what I would really love to dig into today is how do we support ourselves so that we can keep navigating rather than crumbling? I love that. And I, I all... I want to also say, as you were saying that, I was thinking just back to some things I've just recently experienced, which I shared, I shared generally last week, um, 
sometimes when it looks like we think it looks like we're falling apart, we're actually navigating it. Um, and so it's, it's, I think it's the idea of like, this is what it looks like when everything kind of starts coming undone and some action needs to be taken, some responsibility needs to be taken, mainly some choices need to be made. And so, um, and so not to really <clears throat> judge how messy it looks. Um, and to see it as, okay, I am navigating this. I am moving through this or uncovering and discovering what to do next. Um, but I'll tell you, in the middle of it, it just feels like everything is crumbling. Everything is falling apart. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and so just, I just really like that phrasing of, is, you know, navigating versus crumbling because they might very much look the same depending on whose view is is uh, looking. That yeah. is so true. And as you're saying that, I'm reminding myself that it's all part of a cycle, right? I've talked about, we've talked about the cycle before. I've talked about cycle. Um, and sometimes when we're navigating, we have to go through the crumbling in order to sort out what's most important because we can't necessarily fill all of the holes at the same time. Um, and exactly what you said, it gets messy. And this is not about painting a pretty picture. It's about getting it done. Even imperfectly, especially imperfectly, triage, right? This is what happens in a hospital emergency room, triage. You go in and the nurse says to you, okay, why are you here? And you say, well, I have this bone sticking out of my leg. And she goes, oh, that sounds serious. Let's get you in right away. What are you doing here? Well, I have hangnail. Oh, um, well, <laughs> we're going to take care of this person with the bone sticking out first. If you'd like to have a seat, we'll get somebody to see you as soon as possible. So part of this whole process is essentially triaging the situation and saying, okay, what needs my attention the most right now? <sighs> Ultimately, we also need our own attention because we cannot continue to prioritize and delegate and make decisions and understand what's next if we are not taking care of ourselves. And that's where the practice comes in, right? So yeah. I was listening recently, I think I mentioned this last week too, to Brene Brown, her podcast, Unlocking Us. And she had her friend Karen Waldron on. And Karen shared, not Waldron, excuse me, Walrond, Walrond. And Karen shared a practice that she's used for the last 25 or 30 years. It's three questions that she asks herself every morning. How can I what's one thing I can do today that's healthy? What's one thing I can do today that's connected? And what's one thing I can do today that's purposeful? And one of the things I love about, well, the first thing I love about that is that it's three questions, <laughs> not two or four. And the second thing I love about it is that it's simple and it is not anything that requires even a pen or a piece of paper. One of the things 
that I have found to be important about a practice that we'll return to is that it works for us. I could adopt your practice, I could adopt her practice, I could adopt that practice that I saw on social media or over the internet or on television. And if it doesn't land with me, I'm going to say it's a rotten practice, right? So something simple, something repeatable, something accessible is a beautiful practice. People talk about yoga practice. People talk about meditation practice. People talk about journaling practice. People talk about self-care practice. I have observed women who do a self-care practice that's 45 minutes to an hour long that they do every day in the morning. I think that would be awesome. That's not how my day looks. (laughs) I would much rather have something simple and accessible that I can do simply, (laughs) because it's simple, that I can do not necessarily quickly, but that I can give thought to without having to take a lot of action or remove myself from other people who need me at that time. So I want to ask you, if you don't mind sharing, you said last week that you recognized that you were relying on your practices almost automatically. Would you mind sharing even one practice that has worked for you that you've used before this past time that you were able to rely on without even really giving it a lot of thought. Yeah, of course. And this, this has been our conversation last week and, and starting to dive into it today. It's just, it's really helpful for me because I'm just like a couple steps out of, of, this big experience that I've had and uh, it's with a family member. It's, it's one of those things where um, I'm just barely starting to kind of make sense of it all, but this is really helping me to do that. And um, I was in, I was in sort of a three day, uh, I would call it a pressure cooker (laughs) where, and, and kind of 24 seven, it was that type of thing where, um, you know, really helping to take care of someone and, um, and it just felt like everything was falling apart. Uh, nothing was going to come together. I I doubted uh, several times, like, am I going to be able to do this? And I don't know what the right thing to do is. There was all these kinds of things that were happening. And so, um, what what was what was happening was that my practices and my practice of self love and um, self self acceptance and nurturing myself um, were were happening without me having to think about them too much and 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 I know that was helping me immensely in the situation and so I think I touched on some of these last week but what I would say the biggest one which which probably um, was one of my hardest ones ever to put into practice was the asking for help. Like that part was impossible for me for many decades. And then it started to crack open probably about 15 years ago or so. Um, and it, it is in, it's not at all times 
the first thing that I do. Um, but half the time, if not a little more than that, it, it's, it's kind of like, oh, I think I need help here. Um, and so in this situation, it was like at 90%, I just kept asking for help because I was, I was in a situation where I needed support to be able to support the other person. Um, and so it was practical things like, can you pick this up from a store and to, um, you know, I need you to make these calls I was supposed to make because I got, I have no, I'm not making sense. I'm so tired. Uh, and so there was this like revelation at some point that, oh my gosh, I'm not afraid to ask for help. I'm, it's so, I'm going to use the word primal that I'm just really in this intense moment that I'm not in my head at all. I'm not thinking about, you know, what are the steps I have to do? It's just, okay, I need help. Uh, and so I, I, it, I, it's really beautiful now to step back and see the vulnerability of that and the, uh, the trust in that because I was reaching out to people for the most part that I knew, for, for, especially for emotional support, that kind of help. I was asking for that quite regularly. Um, and then there were people that were sort of in the system of this whole thing that I had to, I had to ask for help with. And I, I just kind of knew how to say it as plainly and urgently as I could. Like there was, there was no, like, I'm so sorry to bother you. There was none of that. <laughs> it was like, here's what's going on and I can't do this by myself. And uh, I am so happy to say that people stepped up. Um, I knew the people in my life would, there was no doubt, but some of these other people did too. Um, and it, it felt very human to human. So for me, developing the practice of not thinking and believing <clears throat> that I have to do every damn thing all by myself all the time and can never rely on other people and can never ask for help. <sighs> that, that was really a beautiful gift from this whole situation. And I can see it really quickly because it was, it's what made the difference too, by the way, because the truth is I could not have done it all by myself. <laughs> like this took a group of people working together to make this thing all come together. So um, that's really the biggest one. And I think the other one <clears throat> would be that I listen to what I need now. I listen to myself. I can hear uh, what's happening and what I really need. And so I'm really good at listening to other people. But my practice is to trust myself and to listen to myself. And that involved things like take a rest right now or um, go get something to drink or uh, open the door and go outside on the porch. <laughs> like it, it was so simple and so primal, but it was like there was a part of me that was taking care of me while I was going through this big experience and taking care of someone else. Uh, does this make sense? Because I'm saying it and understanding it for the first time. It makes it makes amazing sense. And one of the points that I think is most important is that we 
it's not any magic formula. There's not like, here are the three best practices you should have so that you can navigate any situation that comes up in your life. There are uh, articles like that that come out. I'll say again, if it doesn't work for you, then it's not a best practice, right? And what I'm taking away from what you said is you've been doing this just as part of your own inner work. It's not as though you sat down one day 10 years ago and said, I better start practicing this self-love thing so that if the world ever blows up in my face, I'll be ready. You, you never started your practice for that reason. You started your practice for you to reconnect with yourself, to give yourself a better outcome, a better life, the life that you wanted, that you finally dared to want. And when you started that practice, it was not with this particular end goal in mind. It was, this is what I need to do now for me. And exercising that muscle, quote unquote, every day is what allowed you to be able to handle this when it came up. I dealt with a crisis almost 10 years ago that was in some ways similar. And it was before I started this, this coaching part of my journey. It was before you and I had met. And I, on the other side of the coin, did not necessarily have a solid self-care practice. And our family got through what we needed to get through. And because nothing happens in a vacuum, at the same time that I was dealing with this most difficult experience that I had ever dealt with in my life to that point, I was not able to also tend the other parts of my life. I was not able to effectively tend my relationship. I was not able to as effectively tend my relationship with my kids. Um, we all did our best. And thankfully, over a long time, and with additional support after the fact, we're able to work through a lot of things. And I, I'll be honest, that whole situation, that whole time period in my life was what brought me here to coaching. Um, so I think my point is that even if we don't have a steady, regular practice, we can still get through crisis. We can still navigate because as you said, that primal nature in us steps up and there's some part of us that we don't think we have that shows up in a time of emergency or a time of dire straits. And look like looking back at that version of myself now 
what I would say to her is, you have everything you need to navigate this and it is okay for you to not get it right. It is okay for you to do what you feel is right, right now. Also remember that this is not about you and that what you say or do in the heat of this is going to have an impact and a consequence down the road. So even if the only thing you can do right now besides breathe is be a little bit mindful, you're going to be okay. And yeah. like I said, I was okay. I am okay. Yeah. Everything's okay. And um, it could have gone a lot of different ways yeah. than the yeah. way that it eventually than the way that it, it that it is now. Right. Um, so I, because as we've been talking about this, I've been thinking to myself, so are we telling people to start developing a practice now for anything that happens in the future? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I no. think that, I think that part of the takeaway from this is whatever we give ourselves as a regular foundation, yeah, yeah. Whatever that, whatever it is that we choose as that regular foundational piece that helps us show up as our best, or as our strongest, or as our most creative, or our most ready, or our most together. Whatever foundational tools or practices we use they are going to come into play at some point yeah. in a way that we don't yet understand. So true. So true. It's, I think, <clears throat> I think what you said is, is, is really powerful because uh, in no way was I thinking about the future when I took my first steps toward being a little more gentle on myself. Um, but what it but the result of of that and many other things since then is that i have a trust in myself and a ability to ask others for support and uh and and overarchingly not expecting perfection anymore so coming into this event versus other events in my life I just had, I was more solid in the whole, in, in all of my presence and everything. And I still had, when you, you talked about what would you say to yourself, to, you know, years ago, I feel that way about myself now. I, it's okay for me to say, uh, you did the best you could. Like you, you had everything you needed and there were moments where I thought, like, I don't think I can go for one more minute doing this. Um, and uh, I just was, I just knew that, like, I didn't have to think, I wasn't keeping score of how it went. I wasn't thinking, like, uh, 
you know, how do I, now that I'm, now that I love myself, like none of that came into play. It was really, it was really just about um, being really present in what was happening. And uh, those three questions actually, I think are, are, are part of my practice and I didn't even know it, but, you know, doing something healthy for me was opening the door and getting some fresh air or, or, um, just, you know, I was hydrating a lot because it was very hot <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> so um, I, I just was doing healthy things for myself on a very basic level that were all I needed and all I could handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, with connecting, I was reaching out to people through text and phone calls regularly for myself, not mm-hmm. about how to do this so much, although there were some of those as well for him, but it was more about like, what, you know, I, I don't think I'm making any sense, you know, and, you know, mostly people just said, I love you. I'm here for you. Call anytime. Mm-hmm. Um, one person said, I'm usually up at this time in the middle of the night. You can call me. I was like, what? They said, yeah, I just, it, it happens to be this way. Um, right. And then the um, purposeful, I will just tell you like that just felt like I knew what I was doing was really, really mattered and that it was my role to be a part of it. So, you know, really I had all those things that were happening um, and, and, and all the things that came before were helpful. And in my future, I will face other things and I will have the same feeling of, I'm not sure how to do this, um, but I'll be navigating it from a place of more full than less full. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that is what's really made, you know, the difference. And still this whole experience felt like, I don't think I can do this. Um, but I wasn't looking at what it would look like or what people would say or, or, or my faults. I was just looking at what is, what is the thing I can do and what is completely out of my control? Mm-hmm. What, you know, what do I need to be able to do this? And what, you know, what are, what, what is for other people to do? Mm-hmm. Um, so really it's, you know, I can only look at it now and just barely because it's, you know, five, six weeks ago right. and uh, start to start to think about it. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, but because I practice without having a time frame and a set of things, which is how I kind of started, but now it's just integrated um, but because I have a practice of um, a, having connection with others and um, letting people help me and um, listening to my own needs, um, that was already happening. So I didn't start from that deficit point. I started from a point of already being full up uh, when I went into the situation. So, you know, now I can even see that. I could not see that at the time because it really was messy. Right. And, and all the things that I could never have anticipated. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You asked a great question and I wrote it down because I think, I think, what do I think? I think I've already said this. When we sometimes thinking about picking up a practice or picking up a tool, we think, oh my God, it's one more thing to do. There's no way. I'm already maxed out. The one question 
that is so perfect for all of this. If it's one question that anybody takes away, it's what do I need and what can I handle? Because if what I need is support and I cannot handle a phone call, could I handle a text message? Could I handle just going outside and talking to the neighbor just to get a connection? Not even necessarily for support, but just to see another face. What can I handle is such an important piece of that because in crisis, we are not at our best. We are on high alert, all hands on deck, what needs to be done next? And what can I handle can sometimes be, I can handle getting myself a glass of water. And that's about it. <laughs> I can handle sitting down and crying for the next 15 minutes. And I don't know what's going to happen after that. This is what I can handle right now. Oh, I'm only, I'm not, I'm, I'm just so connecting to that because, um, yeah, there was a lot of crying. Yeah. And, and actually it was part of what I needed. I needed to be able to just let go of some of this and, and mourn and, and grieve, you know, the, the situation that was happening. And so, um, wow, those are great questions. It, in the, uh, I think that really, you know, sums up a lot of my practice, which is what do I need? You know, what can I handle? Mm -hmm. Um, who's, who's with me? <laughs> like, who are my, who are my connections? Who's, who's my community in this? Right. Um, so yeah, it's saying it now. It's such a shift from where I started and it was like a thin tissue paper layer of tissue paper layer building this brick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but, uh, but it's solid. And I think, you know, my big takeaway is I don't have to take care of everything. <clears throat> I'm not in charge of saving the world. Right. Um, I, I can show up and do my part. And really that's what I did was a part of this because it was a, it was a lot of other people, but it, it, there needed to be, uh, I needed to do the part that I knew was for me and that I could show up best in. Um, so, wow. I can't believe that the time has gone by already. <laughs> I'm like, what? Wait, did we start? <laughs> That's usually how it goes. Yeah. <sighs> mm -hmm. Well, thank you for a really thoughtful um, conversation today. As always, V, I appreciate and love you so much. And, um, and thank you everyone for listening and for commenting and for um, um, sharing this with others if you find it helpful. Um, we, we are so grateful. We absolutely are. We appreciate everyone who's hearing this. We appreciate this opportunity. And Pam, I always love and appreciate this time that we get to spend together. It's always so enlightening and heartwarming for me to spend this time. Thank you. Oh, thank you, V. I'll see you next time. You sure will. Take good care. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. As always, we appreciate you spending time with us today. If you enjoyed this episode, 
please share it with someone you know, and thanks for your support. Pam and V are certified coaches who love to help people remember who they're truly meant to be. To find out more about working with Pam Davis, you can contact her at coachpamdavis at gmail.com. For more information about Virginia's work, visit her website at www.vlabasi.com. That's www.vlabasi.com.